Welcome to the Dragonheart Ascension podcast with Sonia, where we mediate for innovative quantum solutions as the Dragonheart Light Council in preparation for Mother Gaia and Humanity's Ascension in 2029. The Pre-Session So, I'm aware of many of my other live streams. And some of them quite accomplished in their own way, quite well known. And they're in the areas of acting. They're in the areas of writing, speaking out and healing and all kinds of stuff I'm interested in and are proficient at to one degree or another. And yet it really hasn't worked that way for me. I've had a taste of success as an actor. But frankly, it's only been the last few years that my acting has really matured into a very powerful level. I've been writing for myself, basically, for a long time. And it's not bad. Very good. It's certainly not like what I had achieved before. And so on some egotistical level, it's really bothered me because I felt since I was a very little boy that I was here to create something really impactful for multitudes. And I haven't really done that. And so it's been on my mind. And a couple of days ago, I thought I'm supposed to be a composite. We've been talking about this off and on for the last several years. I had that fame in another time. I had that. All of that stuff, it's not really what it's about. But this morning, it just congealed in a good way. I was thinking of this person I talk about a lot, Jacob Collier. You've heard me say it. He's arguably as gifted, if not the most gifted person with music that we've ever seen period, which is a pretty big deal to say, but seems like most of the heavy duty musicians around the world agree. And he was being interviewed by a guy who saw him perform the night before for 2000 people, 80% of whom in the audience were musicians. Just wanted to grok onto his stuff. And the guy was saying, how do you feel about being so popular? And are you concerned that you're being watched and judged by all these musicians around the world. And he said, not really. He said, I would be doing this whether I was famous or not. This is what I do. And music to me is my joy, is my light, is my language. And the fact that so many other people, you know, relating to it and enjoying it is fabulous. But I'd still be doing it still lives at home, makes all the music and records his Grammy-winning albums in his bedroom. He said, I'd still be doing that. And the way that translated to me this morning was, I really haven't allowed myself to understand fully being a composite of all these things. So it's not about any of these particular gifts that I, that I have. It's about 
putting it together and what does that mean in terms of service out there? And what that means is when I really scale everything down, my joy is in turning people on to awareness. My joy personally is creativity and freedom, which expresses itself for me through involvement with my specific art forms. But it's about bringing all that in a composite form. It's not about being famous, not about any of that. It's not about even being the best at something, but it's about bringing all of this together in freedom. And then I was remembered, you ever see the movie, Dr. Strange? There's one line in there that really sums it up. He's been mentored by this wizard and he had been extremely arrogant. And then situations bring him into a place where he's mentored and they're having this conversation. Basically, she says to him, you still don't understand what it's all about. He said, what is it all about? She said, it's not about you. That translated to me today because the you for me is worrying about, gee, I was this famous writer. I was this famous actor and this and that. How come I'm not really pulling it all together? I realized this is not about me. And all that stuff was to one degree in my head or another about me, even if it was subtle, even if it wasn't like, well, I've got to go out there and be a famous this or that still there. So that's the weekly report. Love it. (laughs) I have a little bit of a breakthrough myself. I was looking at what I'm doing and the fact that I want to give a lot of my work away. And then I came to the scene that I have to charge a certain amount of money for some things so that I can keep this going. That's just the practicality of it all. So when I did that, I went back in and put one of the courses back up online that I had taken down while I was deciding and change the pricing. And then the next day I had a dream. And in the dream, I was given a loaf of bread that was wrapped in clear gift wrap. A loaf of bread symbolically means an intercessory symbol of healing, which is through the sixth ray or the Jesus ray, a gift of grace that I was receiving. The realization was that it's really all about I've known this, but it's another level sinking in. It's really about the approach. So before I was thinking more about the money in terms of just benefiting me, whereas now I'm looking at the money in terms of I need this to support this ministry. So it's a whole different approach. I realized as long as the approach is together, it doesn't really matter what the number is as long as it's in alignment with my mission. So that was my revelation. I still feel that I like to make things affordable for people so that nobody's left out. Most of what I'm doing is being given away. And yet if people want more, instead of charging Mm -hmm. a fee, I'm putting it as a donation. I really feel that all these man-made laws, like you've got to tithe with 10% and all that, to me is not a a God-given law. And what's really important is that 
you honor your own guidance with respect to if you're receiving benefit from something that you're involved in, what is your guidance and how you can support that person's ministry? Is it sharing their work? Is it contributing to their fund or, you know, whatever it happens to be doing something that is carrying forward or what's that term called in that movie, pay it forward kind of thing. There's a giving and receiving happening because that's part of the whole energetic of the spiritual life is giving and receiving. It's keeping the energy flowing. So just honoring whatever your guidance is in terms of that, how is that person or that book or whatever, how is it supporting you? And what is your guidance in terms of what you can do to give back? I like both of what y'all just shared and I support and concur with them. One of the things that came to me, actually might've just been last night, is that replicating will only take you so far. And that to get to where it is that we're destined to go and where we want and desire to be, it takes a level of authenticity that only we can provide if we're bold enough to be exactly who we came here to be. So emulating somebody else's approach to business or following in the same steps that only takes you so far. It's when you take 100% full ownership of it. And I think that really happens at that same point that Bennett highlighted at that point where you realize like, this is what I was made for. This is what I would be doing. Even if I had a full-time job, this is what I'd be doing. Even if no one was listening, this is what I'd be doing because this is what I was made to do. And I think the conjunction of those two places, like realizing that I can't ask for money directly because this came to me and threw me and out of me, but it's not about it coming to me, through me and out of me. It's about how do I keep this for longevity for this community that's going to be receiving it? Like all of that coming together. I think you both at a very powerful little precipice of just that next level of stewardship, that next level of experience of it all, or that next level of being who you are and releasing who you're not and self-permission and authority and all of that good stuff that y'all know I'm a big fan of because I feel that same way. If I were to write down on a piece of paper or tell you my daily schedule, it seems, whoa, that's a lot, but it's effortless for me because I was made for all of this and it's what I would be doing anyway. And that's what I brought into this year was this leading with giving it away because it's not mine to hold and keep and charge for, but at the same time, understanding that there's real value in that interaction with me. And that does deserve an energetic exchange. And I can't give away enough to help all the people of the world because I've given to plenty of people who don't take it and receive it because they're not giving as well. Yeah. Well done, both of you. Well done. And perfectly in alignment with my own little personal realizations that I've had over here, or just that remembering and, oh, that's why that's working. And that's why that's flowing. And yeah, that's how I want to keep moving forward with it. And that's what I'm doing it for. Um, That's how we roll. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And that's why I'm like a fan of that Patreon community and like doing things where it's like that membership where you can just give to support what I've got going on because it's not yes, I've got to pay my mortgage and put food on my table and have more than just my own belly to fill now. But at the same time, 
it's beyond that. It's keeping that going for everybody. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes. I love the way you sum it all up. <laughs> I have the gift of articulation. Yeah. Do, there's nobody, there's no person. one better, really. You're just fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's why I can't stop making these videos. I'm like, I don't even know why I make these videos. I just love them. Do I love listening to myself talk? Do I love looking at myself? Because that's all I do is look at myself and then talk for an hour or 10 minutes or whatever it is. And then I put it out there and it's not like thousands of people are viewing it yet currently, but I can't stop doing it at the same time. <laughs> so I had to check in with myself. Am I just completely narcissistic and I'm just reveling in my own self, but it's not. I delight in this. It keeps me centered. It keeps me grounded. It keeps me reminded. It keeps me passionate. It keeps me going. It's what makes me come alive. And I don't know why it's this way. And I've been thinking like over this last week, I'm like, how come I've never geared my business just to be like workshops and a facilitator of that sense? I've done that to kind of leverage more of the one-on-one -on -one and that sort of thing. But obviously I'm meant to be talking to groups of people, even if it's one at a time. It'll happen timing. Yeah, I'm done trying to figure out life. I'm just really here to show up every day and see what's next and how it unfolds. Keep such a loose grip on everything now. And I really delight in that quite a bit. It's just so much better than holding on so tight and being exhausted and drained and anxious all the time. So yeah. <laughs> Certainly hasn't worked for me. Yeah. yeah. And now that I'm getting more in the flow with all of that, finding what to do is falling into my lap and it's leading me to the next step. The council's intention. Given what we were just saying about authenticity and sustainability and integrity and following your intuition, I feel called to have an intention around awakening that within others, supporting that within others to, oh, what's the right word? I can't think of the right wording, but bringing that over. If I had a prayer for the world right now, my prayer would be, may you be as authentic. Trust yourself, bring that intuition, connect to that intuition and follow it. Something along those lines. But I stumble with my words because we all have our place amongst it and we all have that already intact but my intention would be for some kind of connectivity around that here i can just feel it for a moment that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> i hear that yes <clears throat> that <sighs> I'm so glad I, I worked on my self-judgment maybe see if i can phrase what's been what's occurring to me right now about this is an intention. The other day, my quiet moments, I was thinking of abundance and the abundance switched from somewhat egocentric place to, it wasn't even about money. It was about peace, restoration of Mother Gaia, and opportunities, the full opportunities for water, food, dissemination of knowing, of knowledge, those kinds of dynamics. So I think 
if I were to pray, put forth that as an intention, my intention is for us to be empowered individually and as a triad to have the full consciousness of that which we are be available for the greatest good of humanity and Mother Gaia and wherever else our energies might be able to be utilized for the greater good. I would like to place in the circle the prayer that everyone, but especially light workers, stop looking outside of themselves for the story or the answer and go within and take responsibility for who and what they are, for their gifts, and stop trying to make it all fit with this 3D reality. Being able to see the bigger picture of the reason why they're here, like you were saying, Chrissy, is to create that new world, not to try and fix it or become part of it, but to actually be the instrument for creating a new reality, bringing heaven on earth with new solutions, new innovative uh, creations and solutions. So that's my prayer. I like us to, as a triad, to hook up to the field of the light workers who are operating through that knowing so that we can pull our resources and our individual and spiritual powers together. And I would like to have us anchor in with a Sophia prayer. This is a, a new prayer I put into my book. It's called the Sophia Breath. It's very powerful. And I might have shared it in the past, but I'm going to share it with a, a mudra that opens up your whole channel for breathing. It just really opens it up. So what you do is you're putting your fingers together like this, indexes to like this, thumbs like this, and just hold that over your heart. The mudra. The middle ring and little fingers facing each other with the little fingers facing down, touching at the top knuckles. Index fingers facing each other, touching at the tip, creating a steeple. Thumbs underneath the steeple, face up, and pressed together on the inside. And then the name of God mantra, using the name of Sophia. In my book, I have written about how her name actually embodies her four decrees of love, light, life, and will, divine will. Her whole name embodies love. So embodies the light of the masculine principle. Phi embodies the life of the feminine principle. And Ah embodies her divine will. Mantra is broken up into so, fi, ah, and then you end with Sophia. With the breath, you are silently speaking this. I feel it's more powerful to really go inward with this. When you're speaking the so sound silently, you're breathing into your lower abdomen. And as you raise the breath up to the upper chest, then you're sounding silently fee. 
then on the exhale, you're actually sounding out a sound. And then you end aloud, Sophia. We're going to do that breath four times. And I'm going to mute myself so we can all do it on our own. The council's journey. Annette, would you like to start? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Great. Okay. One sec. Okay. When you first started invoking all of the masters and archangels, I felt myself being immediately brought off planet into the cosmos. Then you called upon the elements, and it was as if I was being stretched to include Earth as well. The shaft of light turned into a life-supporting mushroom cloud, paradoxically a bit like the shape of an atomic explosion. Perhaps this is an atomic explosion of freedom, the previously thought of forms escaping their limitations. This mushroom was enveloping the entire atmosphere of the planet and connecting with any and all groups of like minds. We were all connecting off planet, seemingly within this mushroom. Then I saw the Ukraine, Russia, as well as other areas of conflict and subjugation around the world. I saw the perpetrators having awarenesses of what they were doing and stopping. There are reports of many Russian troops simply surrendering without a shot being made, as well as some of them sabotaging their own trucks so that the convoy of destruction is slowed down. I then remembered a commitment I made to my beingness here with any of my work, which was reaching as many people as I possibly can in the prayer of impacting on their consciousness wherever it is, even in the baser areas, such as an abusive father or husband, I used to see him about to hit someone and with his arm in midair, realize what he was doing and stop. I am feeling as if this myriad of connections in this mushroom are simultaneously focusing their energy onto the planet, bathing it in this agape love. Now I am sensing another energy, larger, surrounding this mushroom. Where the mushroom is light in color, this other energy is a glistening or shimmering deep blue, violet, and green energy, which is holding us in its light and knowledge. I sense that there are many other colors within it, some of them blindingly light. It is an energy that is supporting all of us in our transferal of energies to the planet. It is as if we are being fed extra energy to empower our transmissions. This feeling of community will remain with me. That's what I have. Beautiful. Thank you. The first main image that I got was after you had stacked us in a pillar of light. And from there, the light, the pillar of light became divine feminine energy and went straight up reminds me of the mushroom cloud that Bennett mentioned in that it came up and it just showered golden sparkly glitter all the way down onto people. So just like this showering of 
divine feminine light showering down on people globally. I got an image of going around and meeting different people that were standing around. It was indicative of reconnecting to every part of yourself. So I'm taking it as the showering down was an anointing for people to reconnect to every aspect of yourself because that's absolutely what's essential for authentic expression. And I saw others like ourselves and others anointing others with our own authentic offerings. So perhaps there was a line of people lined up and each one was coming by and being anointed on the third eye. Perhaps other things were going on. It wasn't detailed everybody's assignment. And yeah, that was pretty much it. Soul aligned, soul aligned. Beautiful. Mm. All right. It was very similar. (laughs) (laughs) I see stacks of light cords forming almost like a teepee creating a large pyramid cone. The individual shafts are spinning and lighting up. A shaft of light is rising out of the center, creating a light dome around us and the earth. We are one in the circle of light. It is putting waves of energy out into the cosmos. It is joining up with other circles of light on the great cosmic web of life. It's a network system that operates on a grid of light. Our prayers and intentions are being relayed throughout the quantum field on this network grid of light. All the beings we called in are surrounding our circle and amplifying our prayers. Out of the top of our pyramid cone, a beautiful white flower is forming, as well as from the other circles in this network of light. We are all strung together like a lay. Now I see the flower lay spinning and all the flowers are being drawn into a central pillar of light where they are circling and entwining like on a maypole. The flowers are now floating off one by one. They are the manifestation of our prayers embodying heaven on earth, mind creation in Sophia God. Each one is forming a pink bud of love at its center to be received by the open-hearted who are open to receive it. That's what I got. That would make a lovely painting. (laughs) <laughs> well very similar messages for all of us <laughs> beautiful yeah one of the most coherent sessions we've had yeah it's almost like the three could be put together into one story being told different parts i feel like unifying force for this is the intentions that we put out and seeing how powerful that is when we actually do intend how it unifies our work even more. Feels more palpable the effect of us being in this triad feels more palpable going out. Yeah. I don't know. Um Sonia, when you first started, the very first thing that you did, I'm sorry, the words escaped me. When you first started to anchor us into the energy and you had the mala, I had my eyes closed and was present with you. And I had Jonathan's energy run in and he's sorry, guys, I knew that we were meeting today. I've been looking forward to this. And he just like hopped right into all of it. And it was pretty fun to (laughs) feel him just settle in. 
Oh, nice. Join us. Nice. And I was like, you're not late. You're right on time. This is the only <laughs> part that you can participate in anyway. Was that when I was doing the Sophia breath? Or it was right at the very first beginning, you had just gotten started and it just settled into the energy and it popped up. You know, if my eyes are open, I'm seeing y'all on the screen. He just popped up right over here in the corner. <laughs> and he was like, ah, oh, so sorry that I'm late. And he just got settled in. I'm glad I didn't necessarily call him in, but I just consider him as part of our circle. Yeah. <laughs> Always and forever, Jonathan. <laughs> it's like I could hear him fully in, wow. in joining us. Nice. The last time it was through Sonia, this time it's through you. Cool. Good stuff. Shall we do this again? <laughs> yes, this is my favorite part of the week, is doing this. This is my mission. This is what I'm going to be doing. It's going to be wrapped around this. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dragon Heart Ascension Podcast. If you want to learn more about the 13 stages of Ascension, then download a copy of my ebook, Christ Codes 2029 Ascension Mastery. Go to ChristCodes.com to get your copy now.